Everyone, come tune in. It's Des Cooper, Andy Stan, on a couch, critiquing. They're the Couch Critics. Hello, and welcome to Couch Critics. I'm one of your hosts, Easton Moore. And I'm Thess Kazak. I'm Cooper Hassel. And I'm sure you all can tell, but we now have an intro. So thank you to our friend Max Abood. You can actually follow him on Twitter at uh, Max underscore dollars with a Z. So make sure to go follow him if you like the music. It was uh, uh, We reached out and he was more than happy to, to get us that intro. So uh, we just want to give him a shout out and say thank you for helping us out and uh, making that intro for us. And uh, you can also find some of his music. He does uh, music for a band called Old News. So he's on Spotify and um, Apple Music. So if you want to go check out his music, he's got a pretty cool local band. So uh, make sure to go check him out. And so today we're going to be reviewing Birds of Prey uh, and the fantabulous uh, emancipation of one Harley Quinn. So quite a mouthful, but uh, we're going to be reviewing that one today. And uh, so this is going to be our first actual um, review of a movie. Um, and we decided to go than this movie. <laughs> than uh, DC's best. Wow. Birds of Prey. Hollywood's best. So uh, Hollywood's best. Yeah, it's, it surpasses even DC. So, so we're going to be, yeah, we're going to be doing a full review. Um, and so uh, just kind of lay out of how we're going to be doing our um, – theatrical or the theater movies, uh, movies that come out over the weekend. Uh, we're going to try to give you a, uh, spoiler free review. So just kind of our general thoughts. Um, some things we liked about it, um, that, uh, don't really give any spoilers. And then at the end, we're going to let you know if, uh, each one of us thinks that you should go to the movie theater and watch it. So if it's a movie worth seeing at a theater or if you should wait to, uh, see it on Blu-ray, uh, I guess maybe even buy it on DVD if it's not quite good enough to to get a Blu-ray. Um, maybe wait for it to go on stream or just never watch it. Just it's that bad that you should never watch it. So at the end of our spoiler-free review, we're gonna kind of tell you that, and then we will hit spoilers. So uh, we'll try to be as spoiler-free as possible until that second half of the episode, and we'll make sure to put in the description when the uh, spoiler part of the review happens. So when you listen to the episode the first time, you can kind of stop on the spoiler start, and then you go watch the movie. You can jump right back in where we start the spoiler part of the review. So um, I guess we're going to go ahead and get started on reviewing Birds of Prey. Um, so how about we open up to you guys? Uh, what are your general thoughts on the movie, Thess? So this is a sequel to one of my least favorite movies ever. Uh, Suicide Squad. So I went on with pretty low expectations. Um, I think we all did, but I was like, man, it's going to be a sequel to Suicide Squad. But I was like, um, but I was pleasantly, I was surprised by it, honestly. I I overall had a good time watching it. Uh, It's my initial thoughts of it. So I I did like it for the most part. There was some stupid stuff and some stuff, but I overall enjoyed it. All right, Cooper, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I notoriously hate Suicide Squad, uh, so I also thought this was going to be just complete shit. It wasn't, but it wasn't good by any stretch of the imagination, in my opinion. 
It was very average, maybe slightly below average. I'd probably give it about two, maybe two and a half stars. Yeah, you guys kind of said the same things I kind of thought. Um, Suicide Squad was obviously not the best DC had to offer. And That's an uh, was not a big fan. Yeah, yeah. I'll try to keep it calm when it comes to the hate on Suicide Squad right now. But so um, I didn't really want a sequel to that movie. Uh, I mean, now that we've heard some stuff about James James Gunn uh, taking over the second Suicide Squad, it's a little bit more entertaining. But this was uh, not by James Gunn. It was by a, a director that uh, I had never even heard of. Uh, but I guess it was her first movie, Kathy Yan. Um She's done some shorts, I think, but this is her first actual feature length. Um, I thought she at least did a decent job, but uh, a few spoiler-free things I was going to talk about was um, obviously Margaret Robbie was uh, good. I mean, she's uh, pretty much good in anything she does, so she was at least enjoyable. So if you're a fan of hers from um, Once Upon a Time or you know, Wolf she's been doing yeah, Once Upon Wall Street, uh, I Tanya. Suicide um, Squad. Bombshell, I guess. Suicide Squad. I doubt anybody was a big fan of that one. But um, so if you're you're a fan of hers personally, um, I guess she was even in focus. I never watched that one. But um, so if you're a fan of hers, I'm sure you're at least going to enjoy her in the movie because I think she at least put up a decent performance. Um, I thought the surrounding cast, so what they would call the actual birds of prey, I think. Um the people kind of around her were kind of lackluster. Um, but, I mean, she was the main focus. So the fact that, uh, you know, uh, she did a good job kind of made it uh, all right that the other ones weren't that great, um, even though um, I was kind of looking forward to, I guess, Huntress or whatever her name was. Uh, I don't know the actress's name. but Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, she yeah. was in Scott Pilgrim. I was kind of, Yes, she was. Yep. Hey, um, and then... Hey, look at you. Uh, I also thought uh, Ewan McGregor did a, a decent job. I don't think he did quite as good of a job as Margaret Robbie did, but um, his character is at least interesting. I won't say too much about his character right now, but um, his uh, uh, his character was at least interesting and kept me involved in the, um, in the villain, I guess, of the movie. So... Uh, those are two of uh, kind of things I had to say about the uh, actors or, you know, actors and actresses. And the other thing that's kind of spoiler free that I have to say is I, um, I didn't like the setting of most of the movie. It felt like they were like a lot of the setting was all CGI. It didn't really f- make it look like it fit. Um, like it looked like the characters were in a CGI room, kind of like uh force or, uh, the old prequels look sometimes, uh, obviously not as bad, but that's kind of what it felt like. Um, just a lot of the fighting scenes were obviously surrounded by green screen. I don't think they did a good job kind of meshing the characters in that uh, CGI room. Um, so it kind of took me out of it a little bit, but um, those are really the only things I think are spoiler free that uh, I kind of took away. But um, I didn't uh, I agree with you guys that it wasn't. Sorry. I was say, I, I didn't yeah, know before. Notice bad cgi per se i noticed i didn't really like the color scheme uh suicide squad was like i mean it's kind of shot in the same style of that it's like kind of weird and edgy vibes but that's kind of like every room is dark with shades of green this is kind of every room is dark with shades of purple which was kind of interesting but i didn't really 
Uh, which kind of made me want to throw up sometimes, but I didn't notice any bad CGI. Yeah. Really, just that color scheme. Um, a something that has that same kind of art style that I think is done a lot better is the video game Bioshock. Um, it's kind of like everything's dark, but there's some bright colors in this dystopian place, and um, it just works a lot better in there than it does here, in my opinion. Yeah, um, going back, going picking, piggybacking off Easton's points, I really did enjoy one of the few good things, and like, there's like one other good thing about Suicide Squad, was, which is it ending. But I really, I do like how um, Margot Robbie kind of has the essence of Harley Quinn. I grew up watching Batman the Animated Series a lot, which is where Harley Quinn ori- originated from, um, and I think she really captures the essence of that character really well. And I think they wrote her much better in this film and i you could just tell that she really enjoyed the part a lot more in this film so i thought she did a really good job with the yeah she's great she also Um, didn't have to uh try and force chemistry with five mm -hmm. underdeveloped characters i mean she kind of did but not as much as in suicide squad definitely and um yeah i think like every act actress and actor in the movie kind of enjoyed their role you could tell like even ian mcgregor E. McGregor uh, did really well, I thought. I liked his Black Mask uh, performance. Um, mm-hmm. You could just tell that he was having fun with it, too, and Zaz was in there, um, and he's another cool Batman villain that doesn't get used a lot in a lot of movies. Like in Yeah, I was so pumped when I saw Zaz. Batman Begins, he's only as a passing character, um, and that's the last time I think he had an on-screen performance. I don't think he was in any of the other movies. But... Uh, those two were really good, and one thing I really appreciated in this movie was that it had an R-rated... Um, the R rating really helped it, I thought. Um, it wasn't it wasn't just trying to be, like, hot topic edgy as much as Suicide Squad, but, like, straying away from it. It could actually kind of do its own thing and be more natural. Like, the greediness felt more natural because of that R rating. And honestly, a lot of set design was really cool for me. Um, I liked a lot of, like, the especially the fight scenes, uh, I thought it got a lot better. I can, in my review that I wrote, I haven't put up on Letterboxd yet, but um, where Suicide Squad's, a lot of like their action scenes was uh, kind of stilled. It was like boring because they were shooting at these no-faced enemies. You had a lot of like more personal up-close action that I really appreciated. And they actually got the, produ- the stunt team of the John Wick movies to come in and help with the fight choreography. So, and you could tell a lot of the stylistic fighting was a lot better, I'd say, than in Suicide Squad, which is what I really liked in this movie. So Yeah, I liked the fight scenes as well. I didn't like the every third punch is in slow motion and someone does a backflip jumping forward every yeah. time they get hit. That's, that's a DC. Like, every DC movie has it. Like, that's my biggest problem with, like, Wonder Woman yeah. and just watch it. Makes it look more comic book stylish. I, don't know. I haven't seen Wonder Woman, but... And, like, Batman vs. Superman, I thought it was awesome, the fighting in there. In this movie, it's just, like, someone jumps before they get hit, and then she punches them in the face, so they do a backflip. And it, it just yeah. looks silly. But, yeah, I agree. It's a yeah. lot more interesting than shooting faceless enemies. So, I think, yeah. it, um, personally, I think it um, righted a lot of wrongs of its predecessor. And, like, what kind of Suicide Squad should have been but it wasn't. And so um, those are my thoughts about the movie. 
spoiler free at least. Yeah. Yeah. And two things that, uh, uh, both Cooper and, uh, that said here, um, suicide squad did a terrible job of, Being um, a movie. uh, well, yes, but also, uh, ensembling a cast and making the characters feel natural together. Yep. And I think this movie did do a lot better job making these characters, you know, fit. Um, maybe besides, I think one character, um, that we can kind of get into in the spoiler free version, but, or the spoiler version, uh, part of the episode. But, uh, I think this one did a lot better job of making each character kind of fit in the role. Like not necessarily that they really, really cared for each other, but at least, um, it fit that they were working together, which suicide squad didn't really do a good job of. So, um, I thought that was done better. Um, and then, uh, with the rated R version, the first act, you know, with it being rated R, I thought it did a, um, I liked how, uh, they portrayed Harley Quinn. They allowed her to be, um, an evil person, just a bad person and making bad decisions and reckless. And, um, I liked how they connected it to the Joker, um, without using the Joker because nobody wants to see Jared letter Joker again. So they did a good job of referencing the Joker and, and using him, but not actually having to use him on screen. Um, and so just that first 20, 30 minutes, um, uh, I think they did a good job of, uh, using that rated R um, rating uh, to its benefit, not just putting it out there to be able to use the F word or um, have extra blood or anything. Um, they use it to be able to develop Harley Quinn as a character. Um, so, you know, more uh, of who this character is, um, even just with a 30 minute you know, time that uh, you'd already seen her in, Suicide Squad, but I felt like you got to know her more in this movie and how she actually acts. Um, of course, I mean, it's mainly her movie, but also um, because they let her, or the, the director, uh, have some more freedom in, in how they made the character. So yeah, I did like that on it. They did. Yeah. I would agree with you. Do a good job of making it a sequel, but almost ignoring Suicide Squad completely. <laughs> but it's yeah. still a sequel. <laughs> It, they didn't do anything it, it, dumb like try and explain why she's not hanging out with Killer Croc or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I miss Killer Croc, but it was. Uh, yeah, I thought it was. It took all like the good things about Suicide Squad, which is like Margot Robbie, and I think and like the gradients it was going for, and I think just used those two things to their advantage in this film really well, or much better. So. Um, Anything else you guys got? Yeah, the only other spoiler-free thing that I thought was terrible was the soundtrack. <laughs> I thought the soundtrack was so bad. <laughs> it's the same thing as Suicide Squad, just shitty covers of really good songs. <laughs> they did, oh, uh, they did uh, Hit Me With Your Best Shot. I remember that. They did that, but like a slowed-down, weird acoustic mm-hmm. version. And then they did um, Black Betty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Weirdly. They did something else. There was a third cover. I forget what it was, but I liked it better, but it was still just, I don't know. Just these yeah. movies go for this weird, like edgy 13 year old kid art style and the soundtrack compliments that. And it's just, I'm, I'm not a fan. Yeah. And, it, and it's a shame too, because I feel like they, they're just trying to still be in the suicide squad universe, 
because they can't divorce from it completely, which is a good and a bad thing, you know, with like the team up thing, which we can get into and like in spoilers, if that was a really good or bad thing for the movie. Um, and then just like, you know, the, the pop stuff, which it, I don't think is good either. But yeah, it it's a uh, it's, it's interesting for sure. <laughs> So. Yeah, and they're still definitely trying to ride the high of what Gardens of the Galaxy mm-hmm. did well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's I think that's part of it is they just know that what's like what made Gardens of the Galaxy so appealing to most people. So they just tried to do that, um, but in all reality, they should just try to kind of do their own thing instead of trying to match what uh, Gardens of yeah, the Galaxy. Yeah, like did, I so. definitely think. Um, Margot Robbie has the star power and the acting ability to carry her own movie. I don't think she. Yeah, needs, she definitely does. I don't think she needs a team up with less developed characters than her to make it interesting, which is kind of sad. But I'll, but but uh, I, I would like to see like Margot Robbie maybe in a standalone movie if there is one. If they yes, yeah, so uh, with one. That kind of into spoiler territory. Do we want to get there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm good with. Uh, go ahead and giving this a, a watch or no watch in theaters and, and switching mm-hmm. over to spoilers. Let's do that then, Easton. What do you think? Um. I mean, I like watching movies in theaters, so I would say this is a soft go or like a, a maybe. If you're a really big movie person and you like going to the theater, then yeah, it's an enjoyable, you know, movie experience. I mean it. Uh, I don't know what kind of theaters you guys go to, but uh, I go to AMC and uh, we went to Dolby. So they had uh, we get sponsored the chairs shake and stuff. So what? No, no, not sponsored. But uh, I wish we yeah, totally take that. AMC but um, um, they have the the chair shake with the, with the movie and the soundtrack and stuff. So um, I mean, it was cool. I mean, every time there was a big punch or someone used a bat or something, they shut they shake the whole entire chair. And um, so I mean, it was a fun experience. But if you're not a big movie person, this definitely isn't one to go ahead and go against the norm and rush out to see it. So yeah. um, it, and maybe if you're a DC person, then yeah, go ahead and go for it. But I'd say for the general population. Uh, Wait until probably gets to streaming services or rent it on Redbox because it's still enjoyable, um, but it's not a must see in the theaters like some of the movies we had at the end of the year last year. Yeah, um, uh, I think there's some movies that you have to see in theaters or they don't feel the same. I think 1917 is a great example of that, um, which we haven't like talked about or reviewed. Uh, but that's that was what jumped in mind like movies you have to see in theaters. Or like a must-see. Um, but I think this one, if you liked Suicide Squad, uh, or if you liked Stop any listening. of these movies... Who? Who is this? I think you should... Uh, Name one person. I think you would like this movie and you should go see it in theaters, but maybe wait till like it's a discount day. But if not, you're not missing much if, it, if you wait to like to rent it or to buy it on Blu-ray or DVD or whatever, so... Soft, a soft. If you have nothing else to do, but I, I enjoyed my time watching it in theaters for the most part. So my wife actually, she liked this movie too. Fun fact. So, all right, Shouts Cooper, Kristen. Uh, yeah, if you like Suicide Squad, then you're probably turning fifteen or sixteen now, so you might not like this one as much. Um, but they had to get a guardian too. 
to see this uh, Yeah, yeah, you'd have to. Maybe you can see it by yourself now, but I don't know. I saw it at a matinee. I think that was the most money I would want to spend on it. Mm-hmm. I would wait until it's on DVD and watch it with like some friends, maybe make a drinking game out of it. I I didn't love it, but I don't regret seeing it. So matinee, I would say. Yeah. If anything, matinee. Yeah. Or okay. if you have the AMC A list, like Easton does, you can definitely go see it and it won't be any money. We had a gift card, so that's why we went to go yeah. see it. So Gotcha. Mm. Yeah. I mean it's definitely gonna be the best movie this this weekend, but I went and saw it because overall, you asshole said you wanted line. to talk about it on the podcast. So <laughs> And look at that, he did it for us. Yeah. <laughs> we think Cooper. Anytime. Uh, biggest homie. Sweet. Um, so I guess now we can go to the spoiler part of um, this episode. So if you have not watched it yet and you don't want it spoiled, then go ahead and turn it off. But if you don't care or have already seen the movie, then we will go ahead and finish up a, uh, the review of the movie, kind of going not necessarily scene by scene, but kind of describing some scenes that we liked or disliked and um, just some spoilers of it. So, uh, Thess, what did you uh, – what do you think, spoiler-wise, about the movie? Well, first out, first off, I want to say hello, Tyler. Um, I, so far, he's the only listener I think that has seen this. So uh, you made it, buddy. Good job. And anyone else listening, hello. Uh, but second, um, I really so some positives. I really liked the violence of this film. Um, a lot of it was like broken legs, like that one scene where she uh, jumped on the guy's legs. I thought yeah. it was really brutal. I hated that. Yeah, the driver. I hate like that's like one of the worst things I can just feel, um, especially as a it used to be runner. Just I think legs are valuable to me, and just and they did that multiple times. Yeah, there were a couple other times where she used a hammer mm-hmm. and broke the person's kneecap yeah. back one and by then, one. Like, yeah, and then put it back into place by hitting it the other way, which is brutal. Um, some other violent acts I really enjoyed um, in this in this movie. Uh, Ian McGrate, uh Zaz peeling off the guy's face. Gosh, that was crazy. Yeah, they was, went dark with that. Yeah. <laughs> Peeled the and, little girl's face off. Yeah. And that's what that's what like DC needs to do. Like they sh- they can set themselves apart by like doing this like gritty stuff, which is why I think the R rating really helped them. Is just this grittier, more violent take on superheroes. Um and then lastly, how Black Mask dies. Um, I thought was really funny. <laughs> he just gets exploded by a grenade. Yeah. Uh, I laughed at that. Um, and some other things, and then just like the naturalness of like I don't um, I don't think the cussing was ever too just wild. I always thought it was like you know kind of appropriate because they are like underbelly villains, uh, the scum of society, and I don't know, it just felt a lot more natural. <laughs> so they the cuss, goodness. yeah. Bad people cuss, Cooper. It's just as the, the scum of society do, they cuss. As the scum. I don't know, it just added to the grittiness that I really think DC was, like, trying to do, but with a PG-13 rating. And, like, the R rating, I think, definitely helped with the, with the tone of the movie. Um, so that's that'd be, like, a positive, that I would say. Um, I liked all the characters, too. That was a lot of... Um, none of the characters... They were still underdeveloped, but not as much as, like, Suicide Squad was. Like, we got all backstories on all of them. Uh... And except for like maybe the little girl, <clears throat> but uh, all the characters were 
at least likable and you could kind of see their their goals and what they had in mind. Um, but the only person who had an arc was really like Harley Quinn. And I, like, as we said before, Mar- Margot Robbie does a good job. So uh, those are probably like my two big takeaways on the, on the film. Um, and also, sorry, one last thing, just popping stuff in my mind. Um, a lot of like the feminism in the film, I don't think was in your face, like some Marvel movies, like the, uh, that part with in uh, Endgame when all the, the women team up. I don't think that movie, this movie was anywhere close to that. Like, oh, the women are going to love this. I think it's kind of more just like a, like a, um, a rock anthem for women, but not in a bad way. So I really appreciated that too. Like they skated away from that really well. So that's all. They didn't make it cheesy. Yeah, they didn't make it cheesy either. They, yeah, they made it uh, a feminist movie with very strong, independent female characters uh, well, I guess Margaret Robbie is not independent. That's the whole entire point of the movie. But um, they did a good job of being a feminist movie without making it cringy, mm-hmm. and which hasn't really been done all that well throughout recent movies. So if it's got anything going for it, that's definitely one thing. Um, another thing is uh, I liked how they started the movie. I didn't know exactly uh- – how is gonna Real quick before you start off that topic? Yeah, yeah I just sure. Want to add, yeah, this I agree. I loved. Anytime you make like an all female movie, I love this type of feminism. Just they just happen to be women. I think that's the best way to promote feminism, <laughs> rather than, you know, like making like tampon jokes all the time or drawing attention to yeah. the fact that they're women over and over and over again and trying to like go out of your way to just feel good about yourself by making these types of movies. I. I did like that a lot about this movie. How it's just, they just happen to be women. I think that's the biggest like win for feminism is when stuff like that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they didn't uh, convert any DC characters that were men and switch them over to female. I think that's one, um, one complaint a lot of fans have of uh, comic book um, movies is they took a comic book character who's predominantly a male throughout the comics and they switch them over to female to, to make it, you know, female empowering instead of, uh, just, you know, creating new female characters who are strong and, and well thought out and good characters. So, um, I'm glad they didn't do that. As far as I know, I don't think Huntress was, um, I don't think no, Huntress and any. Black Canary are both in the uh, Birds of Prey comics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, so I don't think they, yeah, they didn't. So I was I was happy about that. I mean, I think that's what makes a whole cast fit is because they're not forced to be, you know, they didn't force a female role into it. It just naturally mm-hmm. works. Yeah, which is a lot more effective than um, this one random movie where, yeah, Ghostbusters, this one random movie where males are women instead and we talk about it for the whole time. Yeah, so that, I thought I thought they did that really, really well. Oh, I agree. Um, one cool thing. It's not part of the movie, but the intro that they did, um, the classic Justice League from the cartoon. Did you, did you guys catch that at all? Would you guys watch the Justice League cartoon growing up? No, I had sex. I did not. I, that's why I, I watched it all the time as a kid. Um, but the the intro with all the characters, the character silhouettes and stuff before the movie, like the DC logo thing, that's from the, yeah. the Justice League show. So I thought that was really cool. That's not part of the movie, gotcha. but I thought that was cool. Sure. Any spoiler Um, stuff for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. What I was going to say before that said, or Cooper had something to add. um, 
I liked how they started the movie. I didn't really know how they were going to, you know, start. I mean, you don't really know how movies are going to start, but I thought they did a good job or I really liked how they um, had the breakup between Harley Quinn and the Joker um, and how, uh, I mean, just that whole entire first act of, or maybe that was more of the second act of um, people finding out that she no longer has the protection of the Joker. Um, I thought that was a really cool point to propel the story forward of how she got an enemy just by not having the protection of the Joker. Cause it also says a lot about the Joker without even having him in the movie, which again is something I like because I love the Joker, but did not like Jared Leto's Joker. So um, I thought it was really cool how they, um, how they did that. And um, the whole entire first act of her trying to figure out how to be, herself without the Joker. And, um, that's what gets her to find, uh, the driver that, um, she becomes friends with in the end. Um, so I like that whole entire, uh, part of the movie of the breakup between them two and, um, yeah, how that propels, uh, Ian McGregor to be the villain in the movie. Mm-hmm. You said you didn't like him that much. You didn't think you and McGregor did a great job. No. No, I did. I thought he did oh. fine. Uh, I don't think he was. I don't think he was as good as Margaret Robbie, but I think he did. He was probably the second best. Oh, I liked um, him a lot. I, I thought he was pretty good. I awesome. liked him a lot too. Yeah, yeah I like. Well, it's also fun too because I never see him outside of a role of Obi Wan, and like he plays a total opposite character in this one. I thought it was. I, I wish he wouldn't have died because I wanted to see him more. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I thought he was awesome. He goes, love being evil. Yeah. And yeah, it was cool to see. I didn't see like the uh, trailers or anything. I didn't know what the plot with this was at all. So I was really surprised to see Black Man and Black Mask and Zaz in this movie, which are two cool Batman characters that, as far as I know, haven't been in any big screen movies that I know mm-hmm. of. I think you said Zaz was in Batman Begins. I don't even remember that. But he's literally in the court case, and they say like you're sentenced to. Oh yeah, he's Zaz. the one that gets sentenced. Yeah, okay. So basically, not in any movies, but he's not in any. But yeah. They're dope in the uh, the Arkham video games. Arkham games, yeah. Those are awesome. I was surprised to see them. My, uh, um, another thing. What? Oh, no, go for it. You got it. Okay. I was going to say, another thing I did like about the movie was, um, or two things, two of the characters. The, I did like the child. Um, I thought she was at least a decent actress. Um, and I liked how they, uh, from the start kind of had her developing with Harley Quinn. Um, so their kind of relationship was a little bit unique. Uh, of course, it ended with them being um, kind of partners, but I liked her throughout the whole entire movie. I thought uh, them two had a good chemistry, and um, she was kind of a loose end, but um, still cared for Margaret Robbie and, or I guess, Harley Quinn. So uh, I liked how they utilized the kid in the movie because sometimes kids can be um, not great. And with the cast that they have, you would have figured the kid would have been you know, kind of in the background, but, um, she wasn't, she was kind of the focal point for a while. Um, so I, I liked how they used her and thought she did a good job. Um, and although the Huntress lady was not the best, I don't think she was the greatest actress in the movie. She was kind of flat during a lot of her spots. Um, I did think she was a, she was definitely a badass. She did, she did her job of just being a straight badass with the crossbow. So, um, I did like that. So, um, those are the two things about the characters that, that I liked. Um, and the action was a little bit, uh, over the top 
during parts, which maybe that's what they were going for. But, you know, I don't think they quite knew what they were going to like, what the tone was going to be, because sometimes it would be really real with Harley Quinn drinking and dealing with, you know, a broken heart or whatever and missing the Joker and they'd have a little bit of comedy in there. And then the next scene, it would be like over the top violence. Like you said, where every couple of hits, somebody's flipping over and um, she somehow survives 20 people coming at her and was a little bit over the top, but still fun, just a little over the top and didn't kind of match the realism of other parts in the movie. I didn't mind. I love like over the top comic book violence and stuff. Like I said, that was one of the few things I liked of the, you know, bad movie that was Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Uh, what bugged yeah. me is that they did just slow-mo every single time. And like, you yeah. can see the characters like jumping into a backflip or like leaning back. It, I guess w- was shot worse than I would have liked, but I don't mind cartoon violence. Yeah. I generally enjoy that kind of stuff, but yeah. Yeah. I, I just mean, I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was fun, but it just didn't feel like it always fit. Because I feel like yeah, I a lot of the movie felt like it was supposed to be really dramatic and real. And then you would get an action spot where she finds the bat and just knocks people's skull in and is kind of over the top. Um, which, you know, was, I mean, it was fine. It just didn't really always flow very well, in my opinion. You know, it just kind of took me out of it a little bit. But like I said earlier in the uh, in the episode, I some of the CGI part of it, it felt like they were just – put inside of an environment instead of being in the environment. So maybe that was a little bit of it too, that um, they didn't look like they were actually interacting with their surroundings because it probably wasn't there. So, um, yeah, I guess kind of maybe my, Oh no, go for it. I just said, yeah, I was just agreeing with you. Oh, okay. Um, Uh, but doubling back a little bit to what you said about the child actor. Um, I, I'm going to disagree with you there a little bit. I, really hated that character oh okay. i i think she did a fine job acting but i just hate it's kind of the same thing as deadpool too like i hate the throw a kid in here that also wants to be a bad guy and make the bad guy a mentor figure and it just bugged me um this movie kind of seemed like it had identity issues trying to establish what it wanted to be because yeah i thought it was going to be i was pretty excited after the first act when Uh, Black Mask issues the like hit on her. I kind of thought it was going to do like a John Wick 3 thing. It's just Harley versus everyone. And then she teams up with the Birds of Prey. But then it goes into like this Deadpool 2 thing where she's the mentor figure. And it kind of slows that other hitman task down. And I just, I don't know. And they made a lot of poop jokes because, you know, she swallows the the diamond. And none of those landed for me at all. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel you. Um, I mean, I guess I, I kind of um, is going on with my the tone didn't always feel consistent. So you felt the tone didn't really feel as consistent when it comes to that part of the movie, where I thought it was a little bit worse at the beginning. But um, yeah, I can agree with you that it did just kind of feel like it was going to go into a straight in action movie and took an extra 20 minutes to get there when they finally got to the theme park. Yeah, and then kind of going along with that, what Thess was saying earlier is that Margot Robbie could hold a movie on her own. That's what it kind of seemed like the first half was going to be a movie for her own, and then the Mm -hmm. second half, the rest of the Birds of Prey are kind of thrown in there. I mean, they're all introduced for 10 minutes at a time, 
um, Black Canary a lot more than Huntress, but it just, I feel like they should have either committed to a Birds of Prey movie or a Harley Quinn movie, and they kind of towed Completely the line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which was a little bit annoying. Yeah, especially I did think I both of those characters, Black Canary and Huntress, are both awesome, but were heavily flawed. Yeah. Um, Black Canary yeah. because she has this awesome power that she uses one time, and Huntress because she's a badass, but they made her like really awkward for some reason. <laughs> She yeah. goes by Huntress and everyone else calls her crossbow killer. And that's like, I don't know, just a joke that doesn't land for me. And she's kind of an totally awkward agree. actress. I mean, that's who she plays in Scott Pilgrim, which is the only other thing I've ever seen her in. And it works really well there. But here it's like, it just takes me out of that character and makes me like her less. Yeah. Yeah. I wish the a lot of the char- characters were fleshed out a, a bit more. Like they'll have like decent supporting roles, I guess, but... Um, if you're going to do a team up movie, like one thing that like Guardian Galaxy Galaxy does really well is fleshed out all the characters, and then they come up, and then it's just like they really flesh out Harley Quinn really well, obviously, and then they um, kind of flesh out the other three characters, which is kind of disappointing because I think they all they all did a good job, and they all have like unique traits that they could have fleshed out, but I don't know. And yeah. then they become the the Birds of Prey at the end, like they become that super group. And it's kind of just, uh, I don't know, kind of just like a quick ending to the to the film. But yeah, yeah. To me, it uh, it felt like um, they didn't do a bad job of giving the backstories. It's how they gave the backstories um, because they had Harley Quinn the focal point of the movie for 30, 35 minutes, and then she would narrate to go back to explain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hated that. Um, and it, their backstories. That was my and biggest problem. With and this it just movie didn't was the pacing. It just didn't. Yeah, it just didn't fit because you're like, okay, this is going to be a Harley Quinn movie, and then out of nowhere you're spending 10 minutes watching this other character. And so it's not that they didn't spend time on each character. It's just it didn't it didn't feel like it fit how they were adding them mm-hmm. in there because it's like, oh, wait, we're going to go back and show this story. Yeah. Oh, wait, we're going to go back and show this story. Reminds me of and the it just, uh, Deadpool movies a lot, uh, especially the first one, like with the narration thing, so – yeah, yeah uh, not to keep um, comparing it to Guardians of the Galaxy, but I do think that that is the best way yeah, to introduce an ensemble of characters that the audience is unfamiliar with. Um, Peter Quill, Star-Lord in that movie, meets each character individually in a row and then gets their personality. So it's focused on Peter Quill, but you meet these characters. Whereas this movie was, here's the climax of a scene. Oh, but let me go back to show you how we got here. And then you just see that character kind of by themselves. I know Black Canary mm-hmm. interacts with Harley a little bit while Harley's like blackout drinking, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. It's just I would rather see them develop through each other. Yeah, and then, yeah, just the pacing in general, like you guys kind of hinted at, was my biggest problem. Yeah, it would show these climaxes and then backstories, and then at the end, it's all kind of rushed together. Really threw me out of yeah. it a lot. Yeah, but so those are like my probably my biggest complaints and they're not they're not like movie um destruction destroying complaints they like i think they did an overall good job i think this is a good movie for the dccu in the right direction i mean i don't think it reaches the heights of shazam or wonder woman which are i think both yeah for sure the best two of this series of the uh, dccu but i think it's definitely not worse than any other ones that have come out. I think it's a 
much bigger improvement on <laughs> Suicide Squad, but unfortunately still has to be in, I think, in some of the roles of Suicide Squad, such as the team-up movie. Um, and then it's kind of just almost like a redo of Suicide Squad in a way, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But um, yeah. yeah. But I thought the action was good. Um, I liked the tone overall. Uh, felt very... Because like Harley Quinn's a narrator, so obviously it's going to bounce back from like very dark and gritty to goofy and funny or silly, you know. So definitely does bounce forth back and forth by that, especially if you're going to have the character narrate the film. So, Yeah, they, yeah. they kept the tone pretty consistent. Um, Harley Quinn is like this silly... It's like if they made a Joker movie. It's uh, She's silly and she loves violence and stuff. So even the most violent parts of the movie, like when Zaz peels off three characters' faces, is done kind of comedically with a black mask saying, oh, you know, you're fine, you're free to go. But then he sees the snot bubble and he says, never mind, that's disgusting killer. Yeah. It's like yeah. a horrid act to do to someone, but it's they kind of poke fun at it and make light of it a little bit, mm-hmm. which is true to Harley Quinn's character. So, but I hope I think what this movie oh, go ahead, does. Okay, I think what this movie does the best are um, the police scene where Harley Quinn goes in to get the girl, mm-hmm. and then when it finally gets to the final act, um, them in the theater park killing all of Black Mask's um, goons. Um, I thought those were the two best scenes of the movie, and when they finally just let the characters go and be their violent selves and um, have fun with it. I think that's when it was at its best. Yeah. You know, the tone was right. The actors did a good job. Um, the sh- I think it was shot well. Mm-hmm. It looked, um, looked well, it looked fun. So I think those two scenes were probably the most memorable scenes and the most fun. So I think that's when they, uh, hit the climax as a movie or those, those two scenes, the colors of those sandbag shots was all really cool. Shot mm-hmm. really well and fun and fit Harley Quinn's character. So I thought I mean, all the that coke? was when they were shooting the coke. Uh, no, oh. no. When she uh, walked in and she had that rocket or grenade launcher, oh, yeah. but it was shooting out like sandbags. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, and yeah. it was, when it exploded on people mm-hmm. and shot off a rainbow of colors. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool way to shoot, you know, that fight scene. Yeah. So, that coke part the, was uh, really funny too. It was though. just fun to watch. Yeah. All the fights. Oh, the coke part was awesome. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. But I saw that in the trailer. Oh, so I it wasn't quite as, I, yeah. I didn't watch any of this trailer. So I was going in okay. dark. Yeah. Well, we go, I, when I go and see movies at AMC, I end up catching a few trailers. So I saw it before one of the movies. Yeah. So. I get that. But, um, all the action scenes were shot, I think really well. Like they didn't cut away for like a long while. And, um, they were all very different and innovative which is what I, what I really liked yeah. for them except for the slow-mo part yeah except for the slow-mo parts which that's just a DC thing I don't know why they do that like yeah, Wonder Woman's flooded with that Aquaman had that yeah. I watched that today and they had that a lot so I don't know it's just like a like a Zack Snyder thing that they've just like kept for some reason like because Zack Snyder's notorious for that slow-mo stuff but he just really wants you to see him hitting you know that's true can't miss it can't miss the punches so i just think uh well i think this is a step in the in a right direction and kind of rights the wrongs of suicide squad a lot at least for me personally so. i can agree with that i won't say it righted the wrongs of suicide squad because that movie will forever be 
a landscape of yeah. failure, but it is a step in the right direction. And it's and that's all you can ask from DC. And they've they've made some wrong steps, so every step in the right direction's I think a win. But so because yes. eventually they'll get to great yeah. movies. Yeah, after, like after Justice League, I think they're like, yeah, we need to. And so like they've had like I think like even Aquaman, like I didn't love it, but it wasn't like that bad. If you get what I'm saying, it was Marvel safe. Yeah, it was safe and um, it was very mediocre, which is like all I can ask for after Justice League. Yeah, but they've done some really good. I mean, some good stuff afterwards, like Shazam. And I do uh, this. Yeah, Shazam. Was this really good. and Aquaman, I think, are good steps. And I think 1984 looks pretty good too. Whenever that comes out, June, I think. So. Yeah, and I do like how they're giving more people um, director roles. They're not just giving Zack Snyder everything um, because Shazam was David F. Sandberg. And then this one, of course, was um, Kathy. Okay. Yeah, Kathy Yan. Um, yeah. What you said? I don't know. I don't know what Aquaman was. Aquaman. Yeah, this is her first bit movie. So I'm, look, um, I'm just glad that they're giving other people, you know, these side character movies like Marvel's done for a while. You have someone oversee it and then um, you let these these people kind of have their uh, chance to make a, a good movie. So James Wan, I like how they're doing that. Did, um, did Aquaman and he did like insidious, the first saw and the conjurings. So I oh. have a bigger name on that list, but yeah, still like still uh, a completely different style of movie. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, but yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't dislike it, which was all I could ask for at, on this movie, I guess. So <laughs> anything else to say? So uh, um, I just found out, you know, Cassandra Kane, the girl, mm-hmm. I guess she's Batgirl in some of the comics. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Hmm. Fun fact. But, uh, a little, little fun so, fact for all you out there. Yeah, there you go. Well, that Cooper always coming in with the good facts. Yeah, that's going to be my thing, Coop, my signature Coop thing. facts. I'll yeah, give Coop one facts. Coop fact per review. So. All right, we're going to hold you to that. Okay, I'll be here. Sandra Kane, Batgirl, sometimes. Um, I think the only other thing I have is I did not like the cop. I was cop about to say that too. That's the last much. thing I had to say. I did not like the cop either. Yeah. She was just so generically 80s cop, which I guess they make fun of that she's generic 80s cop, so it at least makes it somewhat better that they're self-aware of it. But why don't you just make a better cop instead of making jokes that she's an '80s cop? So it, she, I didn't think she really, I didn't feel like she fit very well, especially at the very end, being starting to fight with Harley Quinn just because she lost her. I, just none of that story arc really made him didn't really work for me. So and I just didn't like her her character. But you know, one out of five, I guess, isn't the end of the world doesn't bring much to the table in the fight scenes because she's like i don't know everything that she can do everyone else can do better than her so if she had some cool i don't know if they make a sequel or something i'm sure she'll have like a signature power or something yeah during the last fight she just had a gun and was protecting the yeah she can fly girl and that was basically it and then she got shot that was her she's okay that was her in the end fight yeah, because she was wearing Harley Quinn's vest. Yeah. And then they weirdly sexualize her for like five seconds. <laughs> I don't know. That was weird to me. But uh, 
Yeah, whatever, yeah. dude. We know why you went to a matinee. No one ever goes to matinees. Dude, there we was like a weird amount of dudes just there by themselves. Like when I went to pick out my tickets, I tried to get the middle row, but every yeah. single middle row had one seat missing and that was like it. And then when I got there, sure enough, there was just one dude per row there by himself. So I was like, I guess I'm did one you, of these weirdos too. Did you see like a lot of people complaining like this didn't give, has like enough sexuality in it? No. Like people, are complaining, but, people are complaining online that there wasn't enough sexuality in this film. Okay. Well, those people are neckbeard losers <laughs> because that was not a yeah. complaint that I had. <laughs> if anything, yeah. it was refreshing that they didn't randomly sexualize characters for no reason other than they're women. Yeah. So, and I'd like to see Margot Robbie go against Pattinson's Robert Pattinson's Batman, whenever that comes out. I think that'd be really fun. Robert Pattinson's a really good actor. He's playing the Batman in Matt Reeves's remake. Yeah, she's definitely... Yeah, they definitely have some promise. If they got one thing right with that in Suicide Squad, is casting her as Harley Quinn, because she is fantastic. Yeah. Well, isn't... Uh, maybe you guys know better than me, but is aren't the Suicide Squad in this movie in the Batman vs. Superman universe, or are these kind of no, standalones where they're not necessarily connected? They're all in the same universe. They, in Suicide Squad, they had references to um, Superman. And they had Batfleck in a, in a scene. So. For some reason. Well, yeah, so that means that they can't put it in Robin Pattinson, or is that one going to be in the same universe? It's going to be in the same universe because Bat Bat, Ben Affleck stepped away and Robert Pattinson just taking up the role. So I don't know what they're going to do with it, but they're going to do something. He I might guess. be doing Batman Beyond, right? Being Batman Beyond? No, I don't think I, I don't know exactly what's going on. I, okay. I heard something, but I, I should I should look back into it before I start <laughs> spilling stuff on it and all of it's wrong. Yeah, so I think... As as far as I know, Bat, uh, Robert Pattinson is just picking up where Ben Affleck left, and I don't know. It's kind of Superman. Different, very... Superman's still like Henry Cavill, but he hasn't done anything. They're trying to like reinvent him. It's DC's a mess, but they're still putting out like decent movies. So <laughs> I heard a rumor. This will be a Coop rumor of the week that they're having trouble filming because Robert Pattinson is having trouble bulking up. I don't know if you guys heard that, Oof. but. I did not. I guess they want him to get a lot bigger, and he's having trouble putting on weight. Got to take them steroids. To, yeah, there you well, go. The, light, the lighthouse probably put him back a couple of years. He was really skinny in that. Christian Bale he was wasn't boy in that bulky. One. I mean, Ben Affleck was, but I don't know. Well, Ben Affleck was, and that, if he's taking over from his role, Ben Affleck was huge. Yeah. yeah but Christian Bale is also like be- famously the best, like... Most committed, like, yeah, lose weight or gain weight actor probably of all time. Yeah. Yeah. He's not doing it anymore, but. Yeah, he stopped doing that. God. Probably die. (laughs) Yeah. He's going to die at 45. So. I I don't don't think it's going to be the exact same Batman that Robert Batson and Ben Alphys did. He's just going to be the Batman of that universe. So they could do something else with that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, it'll be interesting. I I think we all love uh, or really like. Robert Pattinson, so he's good. I think we're all excited for it. He's a good actor. Well, do you guys have anything else um, to add to should, the? Yeah, I think Birds of Prey. Uh, I don't have anything else to say. Should we rate it? Like what we would rate it? Or? Yeah, yeah, we can go ahead and rate it. Uh, I guess one last thing: Birds of Prey was a terrible name for this movie. Why? I think because sixty percent of the movie was about Harley Quinn. Well, so that's the that, and that's Bird. The- it's the emancipation part, though. 
What do you think they should have called? Birds of Prey didn't even get mentioned until, I don't know, I just didn't feel like it fit because Birds of Prey didn't show up until the last 20 seconds in the movie where they announced three of, out of five of the characters become Birds of Prey. So it just, you know, if they were going to do a Birds of Prey movie, I figured maybe it would be after this of those three characters, which I don't know if I'd really watch, but it just didn't seem like the right title to me. But I guess I could be in minority there. It just didn't. I thought it was fine. But I, I mean, like I said it. earlier, I wish they would have either incorporated them or, or made this a Harley Quinn standalone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. True, true. Yeah. But it, for me, it's the fact that Harley Quinn isn't a part of the Birds of Prey. Cooper? If she, she, if she was. No, no. She, the Birds of Prey are just Huntress, um, the cop, and um, I can't think the of the blonde's book, name right in now. In the comic book, Harley Quinn's a, a member. Uh, well, at the end of the movie, yeah, the end, the uh, Harley Quinn, yeah, she says that um, they're losing. Yeah, she steals the car and runs off, and yeah, pretty much calls them losers. Yeah, I don't know if that's supposed to set up for a sequel without Margot Robbie, but if that gets made, it's gonna make like fifteen dollars at the box office tops. No yeah, one is gonna go see us that. Three. It's literally be us three. <laughs> yeah, us three watching the five dollar yeah. tickets. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, no one. That's what I'm saying. It's that. not. Uh, yeah, Cooper, that's what I'm saying. I, are you a what? conductor? Because because you're on the true the true true chain. I wanted to say that for a while. <laughs> I like so. it. I think you could have phrased it better, or maybe lapped it, or used it in any other situation. But overall, I liked it. I like the bravery. That'll be, it took. That'll be my. That'll be my line. I like it. Yeah, that's what I thought in the theater. I was like, "Are they teasing a sequel?" Because no one will watch it. <laughs> no one. No. That it, it's definitely not going to do well. Well, that's I'll what I mean by it. I didn't like Birds of Prey. Because <laughs> that's watch it. it. Because, yeah, that's well. I mean, I probably would too because, I mean, I watch, I have A-list. I right, so fuck I it, I'll watch it too. But us three, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah. But that's why I didn't like it because those two weren't in the Birds of Prey. Now, if they were, then would have I think it would have made more sense because it was the beginning of the Birds of Prey. But the main character's not even in the Birds of Prey, so... I mean, that's a small thing to dislike about the movie, but yeah. Um, so, I mean, do you guys have anything else? I threw a kind of a wrinkle in the very end, but so that's all for me. Mm-hmm. That's all for me too. Okay, sweet. All right, this. What are you going to be be rating this one? I was debating between three and three and a half for a while, but I think I settled on a three out of five or a six out of ten. Which is my good standard of uh, of rating movies. Three's three's good to me. So All right, Cooper, what do you got? You know what? I'll give it a two and a half, because I'm in a good mood. What what do you got, Easton? Um, I'm sitting at a solid three. Um, I don't think it goes above three ever in my opinion. It just, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't, I I don't know. There just wasn't enough there. Harley Quinn, uh, probably makes it a three Mm -hmm. if she was worse or Margaret Robbie probably makes it a three. If she, if it was any other actress, it probably would have been a two, which I know we talked about a lot of things that we liked, but, um, yeah, I don't think the supporting cast was was good enough to to lift this above a three. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going with a solid three. Okay, I guess I'm the dick. Yeah, just bump up to. <laughs> I know two and a half. Bump it up to a three. Two and dude. Good. Bump up to a three. 
No. Coward. I'm not oh, going to do that. Well, you know no, what I did uh, just remember? No peer pressure it here. It was this random, I don't even know if you guys remember it. I only remember it because I made like a mental note. Like that was really weird. But halfway through the movie, there's like a 10 second music video in Harley Quinn's head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. That was so weird. And <laughs> I have no idea why it was in the movie. But I was like, is that going to come point. back later or turn into anything? And it never did. But I did want to mention that because I didn't know if I was the only one that found that really weird. I actually don't. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. It was, awesome. it, was, it was literally like 10 seconds long. She's like <laughs> mid-conversation or something. And punched. then she... Doesn't she get... Was she it? She gets slapped, I think. Yeah, she gets slapped by Black Mask. Oh, uh, which that was a good scene. Oh, But then randomly yes. she like yeah. goes no, into I, her I head and has like a that. music video that's like 15 seconds long and then goes back to reality. Yes. Yeah, I remember My that. My part, but whatever. All right, guys. Uh, make sure to follow me at uh, Easton Moore IV. So I'm one of those, Easton Moore. Um, Cooper, where can we find you? I'm at Codename Coop on Twitter and Letterboxd. Uh, don't follow those if you don't want to. Make sure you listen to old news, though, on Apple Music and Spotify. Uh, I'm Thess Kazak. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Thess, and my letterboxed is just my name. So follow me there and listen to old news as well. All right, sweet. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Couch Critics Pod. Um, we, we try to stay pretty active on there. We'll tweet out all of our, uh, episodes when they come out. Uh, we'll also be tweeting out, um, active things about movies. So especially with Oscars, uh, just happening, we might be tweeting some of that. So if you want to have a conversation with us and stay active with couch critics, just go follow us on Twitter. All right. Yep. Yeah, thanks for listening guys and make sure to hit the couch and watch some movies. Bye. Bye. See you.